and welcome to Season 2 of Check Your Beer. My name is Amy Todd, I'm the owner of Zymology Labs, and I help brewers make better beer through analytical testing, consulting, and training. This season, I'm interviewing folks who work in beer quality positions. We'll learn how they got into beer, what their day-to-day looks like, how they grew their quality programs, challenges they faced, advice for brewers looking to start a quality program, the best part of their jobs, and much, much more. I hope this podcast motivates you and gives you ideas about where to start and how you can improve your own quality program. Let's take a listen to our first guest. All right. Hello. Welcome. Today we have Marissa on who runs the Zero Gravity Lab in Burlington. Um, all Hello. right. Let's see. So why don't you tell us about your background and how you got into the brewing industry? Uh, so it's a little bit of a long story, um, but when I was in college, I did a study abroad program and um, over our Thanksgiving break we went to Ireland and visited the Guinness factory um, and that was really my first exposure into beer beyond you know cheap macro brands um, and so just kind of opened my eyes into like what else beer can be and then it got me thinking and exploring more of a craft side of things um, and so I got laid off from my first job out of college um, a couple years into it and decided to make a career change and pursue the beer industry, which was really, really cool and um, really an educational experience for me. Um, I started out doing retail in a local craft beer store um, while also volunteering at a brewery right next town over. And then I landed a job at Anheuser-Busch. Um, working in their warehouse and that was a really really cool experience kind of learning the shipping sector and um, learning a little bit more about the three-tier system and all that Um, from there I got a job in packaging at Craft Brew Alliance in Portsmouth New Hampshire and so I was working on their bottle line for a little while there and then I got moved into their brewing department and I got to run the brew deck for Uh, I think about a year and a half I was working on the brew deck, and then I got my job at ZG, working in the lab, and here we are. Cool. All right. So, yeah, and and, uh, Marissa and I worked together for a bit. She, uh, when I, I guess I haven't officially fully left Zero Gravity, but (laughs) when I stopped uh, working in the lab... um, Marissa took over there. So, all right, so you currently work at Zero Gravity, and how long you've been there since April, right? Is that when you... Uh... Yep. Yep, I joined on um, in the end of April, so it's been a little less than eight months now. Great. When you kind of first started, so you've done a lot of different roles in different breweries, was the lab just kind of, uh, you know, a new opportunity or have you kind of always wanted to get into the lab or just kind of worked out? Yeah, I think the lab was the thing I was the most curious about. Mm-hmm. Um, my my educational background is in engineering. And so when I when I made the choice to pursue the, the beer industry, like I kind of wanted to get myself a, a, a full picture of kind of all the moving parts that are involved in it. Um, And so where I had done warehousing and shipping and packaging and brewing, I felt like the next step for me was to kind of bring it all together and use that knowledge 
um, and work in the lab and kind of like hone a little bit more of the technical um, technical knowledge that comes with it and really just kind of get more into the science of it all. So what are some of your day-to-day -day tasks in the lab? Um, I spend a lot of time using the alkalizer. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> uh, I always start my morning running samples of beers throughout the fermentation process or um, at Bright or really anywhere. Um, and then I do some microplating each day. Um, and I'll do like a little bit of um, like visual sensory testing. Um, we have a few different beers that are hazy and so just kind of going through and making sure that they look okay over time. I do some sensory stuff with you, which is always a good time. Um, and then there's like some other things here and there. Sometimes I'll help out with TPO checks on the can line. Sometimes I'll help out with cell counts in the cellars. Um, really, whatever comes up. What were some kind of unexpected difference like from so from going from the brewing side of things into the lab and especially coming from a brewery that you know had a, a big kind of robust lab were there any kind of unexpected things I think one of the big challenges is you know like it's it's incredibly helpful to have all that background and mm -hmm. information before working in a lab yeah definitely. um but Every brewery is different, and so the processes are not the, exactly the same from site to site. And even for us, like where we have the two locations at Pine Street and Bartlett Bay, like even those two, there's not it's not totally consistent across mm -hmm. the board just because it's different equipment and different setups and all that. So factoring in those differences is is always a little bit of a challenge, and I think making the shift back into like a really scientific field um, where it's stuff that I haven't really touched in a long time since college. Um, it was definitely like kind of um, kind of eye-opening and really tests your muscle memory <laughs> um, when it comes to uh, aseptic techniques and all that. Is there anything specifically that like having that brewing knowledge you think helps you more in the lab? Like kind of just makes things easier? Like I guess knowing, you know, having that really, that background from the brewing side of things and not just coming from it from like a strictly science side? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, like even just being able to hold conversations, yes. like knowing all the jargon that mm -hmm. exists in the beer world, like what's a knockout and what's uh, like, a, I don't even, I can't even think of other mm -hmm. examples, but just like knowing what people are talking about, you might not always know the answer, but you can at least follow a conversation. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think if I hadn't had all that background knowledge, I would still be lost. Mm -hmm. All right, so what do you do if something is out of spec? It, I think it depends. Um, you know, if it's like uh, ABV is out of spec, then we, I, I would first notify the lead brewer. Um, we would usually come up with a plan to blend the beer so that it is in spec. Um, if, if it's something like the gravity is off target, um, depending on how far off it is, we might 
um, initiate a recipe change or a process change. If it's like only a little bit off of target, we would compare it to um, previous batches and see if there's any trends going on. And yeah, I mean, it again, it depends. Like there's definitely a more room for error with certain things than there are with others, but um, if it's something that like we can't sell that beer, if it's not in that in that correct spec zone, then yeah, we, we look into how we can make those adjustments. What are some things that you have learned on the job um, in the lab? Oh gosh, I feel like I've learned so much. I think it's been a really cool experience to just kind of be able to deep dive a little bit further into um, like yeast health uh, and it's been on my kind of long-term goals list to look a little bit more into water chemistry and how that affects the beer um, as well as pH and um, just like a whole slew of other things. There's so many different variables that go into making beer that I don't always believe that people realize. Mm -hmm. um, and so even when you think you know the answer, it could be a hundred other things. Yeah. Um, so. I know, sometimes I'm amazed that breweries can be as consistent as they are. <laughs> with. It's really amazing, like just knowing all of the factors that can play into it, like big and small. Mm -hmm. And I, I like to joke with some of the brewers here that like working in a brewery is part learning like what things you can uh, kind of have some wiggle room on and what yeah. things have to be like exact, precise, mm -hmm. like no room for error. Are there any changes that you've implemented in the lab since you've been there? Not yet. Um, I'm still kind of getting into a groove, um, just like learning a little bit more of what our kind of paths are when things go wrong and um, how to approach different issues. I think like longer term, I'd like to get more involved with the packaging quality, um, starting out with doing a little bit more testing with TPOs and seeing what adjustments we can make there. Um, doing a little bit more with seam checks. Uh, outside of packaging, we were we have been talking about um, doing a little bit more research into our yeast breed-ups um, and how to kind of execute that a little bit more accurately. Um, and again, like another long-term goal of mine would also be like looking into our water quality and seeing if there's any um, fluctuation in like mineral content or anything like that, like seasonality wise, um, just because that can really, really have an effect on how the final product comes out. And, mm -hmm. um, it's not really something that we're paying much attention to right now. What would you say are some of your biggest challenges in the lab? I think kind of going back on what I said earlier, like, even when you think you know the answer, it could still be a bunch of different options. Um, like, if we have a beer that's stuck in fermentation or is not fully attenuating, like, could it be the yeast health? Okay, but underneath that umbrella, is it the oxygen? Is it the nutrients? Is it the yeast itself? Like, there's just so many different possibilities. and. Um, it can be really ch challenging to find an answer and when it comes 
to be like a time sensitive thing where, okay, well, we don't know what's going on with this brand, but the last three for like the last three batches of it have not fully attenuated and we have to brew another batch of it tomorrow. So what are we going to do to this new batch to correct the issue that we're having with it? And if you don't have an answer, that's really hard. Sometimes feels like you're just throwing darts and seeing where it lands. But it, at the same time, it can be kind of fun um, where, like, I have that engineering background. Like, I love problem solving, and mm-hmm. I feel like that definitely makes it an enjoyable position to be in. Do you have any systems for troubleshooting? Or I guess it's probably very issue-dependent, but I don't know if you had, like, a when trying to do any kind of troubleshooting, a certain place that you, you start? Um... If I see something weird, I'll usually start with just trying to see if there's any trends. For example, if something is uh, coming up off on the alkalizer reads in the morning, I'll look at the brew sheet and see if anything happened during the brewing process that might have thrown off the results. If it's a micro issue, I would look into the previous tests that were done on that specific batch and see if anything had popped up before. Um, Anytime that I get a positive back on micro, I'll usually do another test just to see if it was a false positive or if it was actually a real positive result. And yeah, I mean, it it definitely depends on on what the issue is, but we have a a couple of different resources that we can turn to. And I think we do a a pretty decent job of keeping track of our data and recording when things go wrong. What is your favorite part about working in the lab? Um, I really love the problem solving aspect of it. Um, it gives me a good opportunity to learn more um, by like digging in and doing a little bit more research into things. Um, part of the beauty of working in the beer industry is that there's no limit to how much you can learn. Like it just keeps going. Mm -hmm. And even like, even the knowledge that is out there is not complete. Like Mm -hmm. there's always going to be more knowledge that is continuously coming out. And so that's a really, really cool part of it. Um, I like the opportunity to be able to work across different departments. I'm not stuck to just one place. Um, So that's been really, really fun. and not to be cheesy, but I like working here. The, the people are fantastic. And so getting to work in different departments and interacting with all the different people is really, really awesome. What's your least favorite part of the lab? Um, gosh, <laughs> you know, at times it can kind of feel like you just want to tell people, like, don't shoot the messenger. Like, oh, yeah. I'm not the bad guy. <laughs> <Yep>. like, <laughs> um, you know I'm not the one like producing the bad results I'm just delivering the results and so it it definitely can be a little bit stressful at times like Mm -hmm. when you have to break the news to somebody that hey like this beer is out of spec or hey this beer had micro hits on it or yeah I just remember at Magic Hat I feel like whenever I would go over to the canning line people would run away from me because they were worried I was going (laughs) to Tell them that they were doing something wrong. Or... So, yeah, I feel you there. Uh, let's see. What kind of resources 
do you turn to if you're trying to solve some sort of a problem or looking for more information on something? Um, you know, I, I feel like I consult Google on a daily basis. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, just like looking into really, really anything. Um, I would start with Google. If I can't find an answer there, I might turn to the ASBC or the MBAA has some really good educational resources. Um, I also keep a copy of the Oxford Companion to Beer in my desk. Um, so that's usually a good resource to turn to. And, and the people. I mean, I ask my coworkers a lot of questions. I ask my manager a lot of questions. And um, yeah, it's, it's definitely helpful to have that kind of human interaction. Do you have any advice for someone looking to either get into the quality control side of beer or for someone starting a quality program? I think, you know, start small. Um, it's, it's a lot to take on, like it's a big endeavor to try to start a quality program, um, especially from the ground. Um, so starting small and reminding everybody at the brewery that quality is part of everybody's job. Um, the more people that are on board with it, the better off you are going to be. Um, like when it, when it does come time to break the bad news to somebody, it might not come off as a surprise because they might already be aware of a problem. But yeah, I would say like start small and like just focus on one thing at a time and over time implementing one thing after the next you'll you'll grow to become a pretty a pretty good quality system I think. I think that's most of the questions that I had. Is there anything that you want to add? Um I don't think I had any real things to add. Um I feel like with quality like it's been a really interesting track for me like my first real job in the quality or excuse me in the beer industry was that that warehouse job with AB and there it was so intense with their quality standards that like even a little dented can would be cause for like you know shut down the scales and don't let any shipments out and all this and and then kind of going through and seeing how different breweries approach their quality systems like not not to say that we don't take it seriously here mm -hmm. it's just like a different level of extreme okay. um <laughs> and so it's it can be daunting when you think of it of like just how many different things could go wrong but as long as you are getting the buy-in from everybody um and like really being like continuously looking into your processes and seeing where you can improve like i think that's really the best way to go about any manufacturing industry but um particularly in beer it's it's so many different facets that play into it and um it's just important to like really look at it big picture yeah. has there been anything unexpected about working in the lab you know, I, 
it was really funny. My first week that I started working here, we had a quality hold for leaking seams. And it was like probably my second or third day that it came up. Um, so that definitely threw me for a loop. Um, but seeing how it was handled and um, just like how people just jumped right into action and um, came up with a plan for how to how to approach like okay do we need to pull this beer off the market like how much of it do we need to pull off how are we gonna narrow down the bad product from the good so that we can salvage as much as possible um, it was really interesting to see and we haven't had thankfully we haven't had any big issues like that come up since mm -hmm. um, but yeah I think in the event that it happens again um i think the more prepared for it we could be with having like a standardized process for mm -hmm. how to do all those things of like narrowing down a time frame and um, figuring out how much product is harmed and etc etc it just sets you up for success a little bit better um so yeah i i think Knock on wood, <laughs> that hopefully it doesn't happen again anytime soon, but um, I think that when it does, we'll be ready for it. Yeah, cool. All right, and where can people find more about Zero Gravity? And Zero Gravity's Instagram account is really awesome. Um, they're always putting new content up, and um, the website is also a really great resource. Yeah, those would probably be my first two things. But, yeah, I mean, also, like, visit the brewery. It's a really cool spot. Great beer, great food. Um, and we're always having events around the state. So I feel like ZG gets a really good representation at the events that they sponsor, which is always really great to see. And uh, there's been a lot more taproom-only releases, too, lately, right? Yeah, yeah, we've been, over the last couple of months, we've been doing a monthly taproom-only release in cans. Um, we've done a couple of IPAs, a few sours. Um, I think this month's was Mungo Berry, so yeah. that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> All right, well, thank you so much, Marissa. Yeah, anytime. Thanks, Amy. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you're looking for more quality tips, check out Season 1 of Check Your Beer, where I'm joined by Julie Smith of Lawson's Finest Liquids. Also check out Zymologylabs.com for more resources and blog posts.